While big mobiles subsidize leftist causes that erode our values, our rights, and our country, Patriot Mobile is donating to the causes you believe in. Patriot Mobile was created to give conservatives, like you, a voice, both literally and in preserving our great nation. Join thousands of Americans using Patriot Mobile and get reliable nationwide coverage. Keep your number, bring your own phone, or get a new one. Feel good about unlimited talk and text and high-speed data plans that fight for your freedom. Switch today at PatriotMobile.com slash Dan. Again, that's PatriotMobile.com slash Dan. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Do you all remember that character from the Suicide Squad and the DC Comics, Captain Boomerang? Oh, Captain Boomerang is very good at throwing the boomerang and not getting hit by his own boomerang as it boomerangs around after thrown by Captain Boomerang. Um, Well, the Democrats are not Captain Boomerang. They have zero skills with the boomerang at all, have thrown the boomerang, and the boomerang has now slammed them in the face. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe is off today on Monday. We've got a really busy uh, week with the book. My new book, Exonerated, coming out on uh, Tuesday. We'll be traveling a little bit. So, uh, But I do have a really loaded, stacked lineup uh, for you today. You get the inside joke on the show. I want to start off today first with the whistleblower disaster for the Democrat. Whistleblower gate. There is no whistleblower, by the way. So I'm only using their language to humiliate them. I want to get to that, and I've got a lot more to get to. Uh, It is a unbelievable news Monday. Um, Okay, uh, first, before I get to our sponsors, I have a live signing event tonight. I hope you all enjoyed Life, Liberty, and Levin last night. I loved it. It was my favorite interview I think I've ever done. Uh, It was good. If you haven't seen it on DVR yet, it was really good. Make sure you check it out. But if you want an autographed copy in my book. I have a live signing tonight, Monday, 10 p.m. Eastern, live signing online. If you want an autographed copy, go to livesigning.com slash exonerated. Just go to that uh, web link and you can get an autographed copy for yourself. We sold out very quickly. So make sure it starts at 10 p.m. Eastern time, livesigning.com slash exonerated. Go to that link. You can get your own autographed copy. We have a limited amount. We sold out very quickly yesterday. So check that out tonight, Monday, September 23rd at 10 p.m. I really appreciate it. All right. Today's show brought to you by buddies at WaxRx. WaxRx has been a sponsor for almost two years. Love, love, love this product because of your support. Walgreens took notice and now carries WaxRx to clean your inner ears out. It's not the sexiest product to talk about, but I had a big problem with inner earwax buildup because of wearing these earpieces all the time. What do you use? Now, in my household, we use WaxRx. This is one of the uh, pieces of the product they send you. It's a gentle nozzle. You insert in your ear, gently cleanses out your ear with a solution that breaks up that inner earwax. You're not supposed to be sticking cotton swabs in your ear. This does it gently with a solution that conditions the ears, gets that earwax buildup out of there safely and effectively. We use it in my house. We love it. When your ears aren't clean, they get uncomfortable. They itch, and there's a lot of things you're missing. You're probably not hearing a lot of things. Many people use those cotton swabs or cheap uh, cheap drugstore remedies. No good. Some of them can even be dangerous. Try the doctor-developed Wax RX earwash system. It's like the one doctors use in their office. Saves you a trip and a copay. You can try the Wax RX system by typing GoWaxRx.com. That's go, G-O, waxrx.com. Use offer code DAN at checkout for free shipping or visit your local Walgreens. Don't wait. You have no idea what you might be missing because of inner earwax. This stuff works. You'd be surprised if it comes out of yours. Go, waxrx.com. Offer code DAN. Check it out. All right, let's go. Ding, ding, ding. I have to institute the Joe Armacost bell myself on Days Joe's off. Okay, number one. 
Let's go to the Daily Wire piece by our, our uh, a person I like a lot, Ash Shao. Does some good work over there. Ash Shao, Daily Wire. Yep, that big anti-Trump whistleblower story was all smoke and mirrors. Shocker. We're all st- now. If you applied the Bongino rule, the Bongino rule for your for our newer listeners out there is whenever you hear an ex- explosive, revelatory, bombshell, anti-Trump leak, I I I'm begging you. Please, for all that is good on this planet and in the cosmos, wait 24 to 72 hours. That's the Bongino rule. Wait, wait on the story. It will almost immediately be debunked. Now, this story fits a pattern. What was this story? I know most of you know, but just a quick recap. A whistleblower, dreaded air quotes, because it wasn't a whistleblower. It's a deep state swamp rat who hates Trump. Supposedly heard something about a conversation Trump had with a foreign leader where he made this devastating promise to this far the equivalent of treason, and that this had to be reported. And sleazeball Adam Schiff jumped in front of the mic. Trump is selling out our country to a foreign leader, and a patriotic whistleblower has reported Trump. I said, just wait. Just wait. Everybody chill. We've heard this before. Remember the Mike Flynn story? Joy Behar celebrating on The View. Trump ordered Mike Flynn to contact the Russians to sell the country out. Ah! (laughs) Again, the uh, Bizarro Captain. If Captain Boomerang knows how to use the boomerang, remember Bizarro Superman? Bizarro Captain Boomerang doesn't know how to use the boomerang. And Boomerang's himself in the face. Bizarro Captain Boomerang came around. That story blew up in their faces. We found out later that, of course, that was not the story at all, that Mike Flynn reached out to the Russians after um, he was appointed the national security advisor um, for the president-elect Donald Trump, uh, which is, in fact, Mike Flynn's job to do that. Um, so that story melted down. There are legions of examples. Of that. Remember the Don Jr. WikiLeaks story? He was given a code to access secret information. Uh, the problem is he never answered the email and the information was already out there on the Internet. These stories are everywhere. Now, why are they happening? Well, I've given you my theory why you should abide by the Bongino rule. I, I mean, I say it kind of being sarcastic and funny, but uh, there is there's always a nugget of truth to this, folks. I'm not trying to be funny for the sake of being funny. We were cued in early by Jeff Sessions and others when he was still the attorney general that there are massive anti-leak operations going on within the government right now. I've told you this repeatedly. I think people are being fed false information through channels as a method to weed out who the leakers are. Therefore, when that false information gets reported to the media, everybody chill, hold. Because it's false for a reason. They are using canary traps. They're feeding people false information, but different false information to see what leaks so they know who the leakers are. That may not have been the case with whistleblower gate, um, really swamp rat gate. But I'm just encouraging you to hold. Now we find out that this whistleblower story about the person who heard this devastating promise didn't even hear the information. Here is a screenshot from Ash Shao's piece, which is in the show notes. It's worth your time. Again, Bongino.com. Check out the Daily Wire link um, or subscribe to my email list and I'll email you these articles every day. Here it is. Quote, it turns out the complaint is nothing more than a rumor reported by someone in the intelligence community. 
buried, as always, folks, in a lengthy CNN article about the complaint is the following paragraph. Hold one second. This is always how it works, right? CNN and all these other anti-Trump conspiracy theory blogs, they're not real journalists. They're not even real websites anymore. Um, what they, They're conspiracy theory blogs is what they are. They'll write this charge. Whistleblower uncovered a Trump treason effort to sell out our country. Then at the end of the article, when they hope no one else is reading, they hope like three-fourths of the audience has already checked out and won't get to the end of the article. We read something like this. Buried at the end of the CNN article is this. The whistleblower didn't have direct knowledge. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before I even finish this sentence, folks. <laughs> the, 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 the alleged whistleblower didn't even have direct knowledge of the communications. This is buried at the end of the CNN piece. I'll read that one more time. The whistleblower didn't have direct knowledge of the communications. An official briefed on the matter told CNN. Instead, the whistleblower's concerns came in part from learning information that was not obtained during the course of their work. And those details have played a role in the administration's determination that the complaint didn't fit the reporting requirements under the Intelligence Whistleblower Act, the official said. Holy Moses, ladies and gentlemen, not only is the whistleblower not a whistleblower, they don't even have direct knowledge of what was said. They just heard it from a person who thinks they had direct knowledge of what was said. So a dude heard it from a dude who heard it from a dude that thinks a dude said something to another dude that involved a promise to a dude that could have been really bad about another dude. And we're all supposed to take this seriously again after the media and the intelligence swamp blowing it on just about every anti-Trump bombshell out there. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let me tell you what's really going on here. I told you on Friday, I'm not going to repeat the show, but I want to put a tweet in in a second from Chris Hayes, the noted conspiracy theorist at MSNBC. And shows you just how bad this has blown up in the Democrats' faces again. Remember, the Democrats are the bizarro Captain Boomerang. The boom, they can't use the, the boomerang hits them in the face every time. What's really happening here is the Joe Biden-Ukraine scandal. The IG report's about to come out. And a lot of this stuff is going to implicate the Ukrainians' efforts to sell out people uh, within the Trump administration on based on false information, basically Ukrainian collusion with the Obama administration. I explained it all on Friday. I don't want to relitigate that show. The Ukrainians were involved with the Obama administration, transmitting, in some cases, false information to get the Trump team spied on. It's as simple as that. Secondly, Joe Biden's son, Hunter, is involved in some very shady operations in Ukraine. The Democrats' new talking point is, well, even though Biden's on tape trying to get the prosecutor fired, looking into his son for the Ukrainian nonsense, that investigation was closed down before Joe Biden made the request to fire the guy. F folks, that is not true. Hat tip Peter Schweitzer, who has a great book called Clinton Cash and other books out there. Peter Schweitzer has indicated that is not the case. There were three investigations into the malfeasance surrounding Biden's son, Ukrainians, shady business deals. Only one of them was shut down. And as John Solomon has reported and Rudy Giuliani tweeted out this weekend, there are tapes of people talking about political pressure to shut down the investigation into Biden's son. It's a shady. You get it. I was going to say a. But I, I don't want the kids to try to figure out what that means. Kids put that on Twitter all the time. You get it. Shady as. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, okay. Now, showing you how paranoid this. So you get it? The reason this story's breaking about this foreign promise to the Ukrainians Trump allegedly made, which is not a dude told a dude who told a dude who told a dude, was an effort to hide all that. 
Now, not only is it not hit all that, Trump taking his bully pulpit, as he always does, back. Good job, Donald Trump. Has now have the bizarro Captain Boomerang effect, and it's now slamming the Democrats in the face. And the conspiracy theorists like Chris Hayes are panicking. Here's a tweet by Hayes to prove my point. At Chris Hayes, conspiracy theorist at MSNBC. Um, I'm watching this somehow turn into a story about Biden, and I am going to pass out. Well, someone, please, we don't want to see Chris Hayes hurt ever, of course. Uh, we The left advocates violence. We don't. Someone get the robot hands behind him. You know the robot hands? You know, we would do this in the Secret Service sometimes. If, if one of the agents, you think they try, you get up behind, you put your hands underneath the armpit. So if they pass out, they fall right into you. You, you got them. Man. Someone get behind Chris Hayes, get the hands underneath his pits and make sure it isn't full. We don't want to see. I'm not kidding. We don't want to see Chris Hayes hurt. We don't want to see him hit his head. That's very dangerous. Chris Hayes is going to pass out because this story is about Joe Biden. The Trump part is entirely fabricated. It's another lunatic left wing radical anti-Trump conspiracy theory that is about to be debunked. Now, before I get to Andy McCarthy, I got a lot of other stuff to get to, folks. Please don't go away, including a very funny story at the end about Democrats' anti-meat campaign. <laughs> we'll get to all that at the end, but please don't go anywhere. Really, I put a lot of work into today's show. I'm very happy with it. Um, I want to get into some more of what's actually going on. The Democrats now, in their effort to hide the Biden stuff, are also trying to leverage this stuff into yet another deep state effort to politically handicap. I'm being delicate with my language here for a reason. It's not because I'm worried about the snowflakes. It's because I don't want to get ahead of this story. Then it's used to debunk us. The Democrats are obviously right now, clearly in a symbiotic, like venom carnage, like symbiote effort. These Marvel references. I grew up on comic books. Right? They're obviously in a symbiotic effort with the media and the intelligence community to politically destroy the Trump administration. I, I, I want that to sit for a moment. Chew the cut on that for a minute. What I said is important. It's the focus of my second book, my first book, my podcast, my Fox appearances. The Democrats, in conjunction with liberal activists in the media and conspiracy theorists, are working with people in the intelligence community to politically destroy a sitting president. Now, I'm being a little delicate with the language here just because I don't want to get, because there's other stuff coming out. But I'm not doing it because of them. I'm doing it because I want you to digest what I just said and the gravity of it. We have an intelligence bureaucracy supposed to be working for the president of the United States to create an intelligence portfolio of sound, fact-checked, verified intel data that he can use to make important foreign policy decisions that is actively working against some, not all, I don't want to impugn the integrity of all of our intelligence community, of course, I hope you understand that. Some of these people are actively working to not only not do that, but to make sure the presidency is actively destroyed. That's what this latest Intel leak is. And it's an effort to buttress the efforts of Joe Biden and others so that they can get elected and to hide those efforts. Now, it's boomeranging because Donald Trump, ladies and gentlemen, and I get it. There are some Republicans who they don't like a lot of the president's behavior. Again, I'm a Queens kid. It doesn't bother me. It never did. I want to applaud him. And I mean it for not backing down. Matter of fact, he gave a presser yesterday, Sunday, um, on the before he left on the South Lawn before a trip. 
And during that presser, Biden is uh, he is doubling and tripling down Trump on Biden, that this is a Biden skin. Yes, a weaker, spineless president would back down. Hey, guys, let's back off on Biden's known corruption and his family and all this other stuff. Let's back off because the media pressure and the intel community are getting hot on this. No, not Trump. Never Chuck Schumer. The intel community come after you six different ways from Sunday. Trump doesn't care. He doesn't care. Good for you. He is doubling and tripling down. He needs to quadruple down, quintuple down, sextuple down. That sounded funny, but you get the point. Paul is laughing out there. Now, the Democrats are now doubling down, too, because Adam Schiff's a sleazeball and these other people are sleazy. These uh, these Intel swamp rats are sleazy. They're trying to destroy the president of the United States. Now they're calling for transcripts of the call with the Ukrainian. You get it? Tell me this makes sense. The Democrats now are saying, we're not going to let this go away until we see what was actually said on the call. No, no, no. Penalty, laundry on the field. No. No, no. This will segue nicely into an Andy McCarthy piece and National Review I'll get to in a second. No, no, no. Listen, if anybody in the White House is listening, I, I'm, I'm sure someone's going to hear this. No, that is not the purview of the Congress to supervise the legal authority of the President of the United States when he is acting on behalf of the country in conjunction with a foreign leader. No, no, do not do this. This is an effort to politically handicap the president. And if you think for a moment, releasing those transcripts, the White House, I don't believe with my, my with it, with, from in the deepest depths of my soul has anything to hide here. A lot of people listen in on the president's phone calls, folks. I worked inside the White House. If there was evidence of treason or Donald Trump selling out the United States of America to a foreign leader, which is ridiculous on its face, someone else on that call would have reported it. This is garbage, and you know it. They will not back down. If you release the transcripts of this call, this charge will resurface again. You have handicapped the chief executive of the United States constitutional authority to conduct business with a foreign country. They will call for the release of every transcript and you will have handicapped the presidency forever. Donald Trump owes it to himself and future presidents to get the double barrel middle finger up and to tell these people, no, that is not going to happen. This is about Biden. And that's the story. And we're sticking to it because it is the story. He has the power of the bully pulpit. Don't forfeit it. Now, uh, moving on to the second component of block one of our story here about whistleblower gate, which is, again, swamp rat gate uh, version 22, probably 222, actually. Andy McCarthy has a very well done piece. You know, Andy's a very sober guy. He's not, you know, he doesn't he doesn't waver either way when it comes to his principles. It's called Breaking Down the Whistleblower Frenzy. Andy McCarthy, September 21st, 2019. Again, in the show notes at Bongino.com. Please read this. a very good piece. He addresses two big problems with Whistleblower Gate. And this is more the constitutional mechanics of what's going on behind their effort to politically handicap the president. The Democrat media uh, intelligence community venom carnage like symbiote, right? Number one from the piece. Congress doesn't have the power to usurp executive authority. He says, first, our constitutional system is based based on friction between competing branches vested with separate but closely related powers. The framers understood that the two political branches, 
branches, the legislative branch, the executive branch, would periodically try to usurp each other's authorities. Congress often does this by enactments that seek to subject executive power to congressional or judicial supervision. Presidential pushback on such laws is not criminal obstruction. It's the Constitution in action. Folks, we see this all the time. Presidents have tried to usurp constitutional authority by Obama. We saw with Obama, the, his, his uh, executive orders on immigration. He had no power to do that. Congress pushes back. That's the friction in our Constitution. That's how it works. Congress, in turn, is now trying to usurp presidential power by laying claim and stopping his ability to act as the chief executive with negotiations with foreign powers. The president's pushing back. There's nothing illegal about this. Candidly, folks, there's nothing even unusual. It happens all the time. The president's power here is unquestioned, though, negotiating for, he doesn't have the power to sell out the country and engage in treason. But ladies and gentlemen, that is an absurd claim. That is not what happened. Someone else would have reported this. It's ridiculous. Secondly, as Andy points out, so for, again, first, I just want just to re, just to kind of recap. First, this is not unusual, uh, you know, competing claims on power, okay? Stop making it out like the Trump administration is some unique animal here. It's not. Secondly, he says, we become so law-obsessed that we miss the forest for the trees. Often the least important aspect of a controversy whether a law has been violated, becomes the dominant consideration. Short shrift is given to the more consequential aspects, whether we, such as whether we're being competently governed or whether power is being abused. Ladies and gentlemen, let me, let me sum that up for you. This is not a legal question. The law that the, the alleged whistleblower, because again, they're not a whistleblower, it's a swamp rat, alleged is being violated um, and they're reporting on is Title 50, Section uh, 3033. Yeah, you know, it'd be funny if you had a zero after that. Where does it go to Joe three zero three three zero? That's an easy way to memorize this. Just cut the O off of the title 50 section three zero three three. Go to Joe. Okay. Which says that people under the director of national intelligence that's engaged in these ethical violations under that work under the DNI can be reported um, to, for violating that law, right? For, for um, under title 50, uh, three zero three three. That doesn't apply to the president. So what McCarthy's saying, listen, this is not, in his opinion, a legal violation. It's a political one. You don't like that the president wants corruption in our government investigated, that Joe Biden, I believe, and his family may have taken part in? Then fine. Vote the president out if you don't like him. It's a political question. You don't think he's governing competently? Then election's coming up. It's not a legal question. The Democrats are trying to make it one. Because they know they can't win the political debate against Trump to circle all the way back who has the bully pulpit and engages in bizarro man Captain Boomerang all the time with them and makes this stuff blow up in their faces. I mean, how many more hearings do you have to have with Lewandowski, Michael Horowitz, Bob Mueller, and that boomerang in their face? They can't win the political debate, folks. That's what's really going on. So they're trying to make it a legal one when there is no legal argument. That section doesn't apply to the president of the United States that the whistleblower is allegedly reporting a violation of. It doesn't exist. 
All right, I've got a lot to get to here, too. i got some economic stuff. The Democrats jumping again on the inequality bandwagon. We're going to thoroughly, completely dismantle that nonsense. i got this steak fry thing that's funny. And Trump absolutely walling off the second front in the Democrat battlefield. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's an important story. Today's show also brought to you by buddies at My Patriot Supply. My choice for preparedness. Preparedness matters. You ensure everything in your lives that matter. Think about it. You ensure your health, right? You ensure your house, be correct, right? You ensure your car. People even have dental insurance for their teeth. How do you not have a food insurance plan? If all that other stuff goes away and f- food, uh, you know, God forbid there's a disruption in supply chains and the local food supply runs out, ladies and gentlemen, that other stuff isn't going to matter. Get a food insurance plan. Well, how do you do it? It's simple. Use today to prepare. It's National Preparedness Month. Make a plan. I have one. I built an emergency food storage supply. I'm not kidding. I'm not messing with you. I'm happy to take a picture of my closet and show you the boxes I have. I prepare with my Patriot Supply. They lead the preparedness industry with guaranteed two-day delivery. Disasters won't wait. You shouldn't wait either. Act now. Save $100 on a four-week emergency food kit when you go to my special website, preparewithdan.com. By the way, uh, for, I'm happy to be with my Patriot Supply. And for some of the uh, you know liberal lunatics who try to downplay, oh, don't you worry about it. Oh, okay. You can, Libs, you do that. You Don't worry about it. If you don't want to worry about your food supply, don't. Uh, smart people do. So I'm happy to be with my Patriot Supply. And this is a great company. They've done, they've done right by their customers and by me. And I'm proud to be with them. I want to restate that. These tasty food kits last up to 25 years in storage. They average over 2,000 calories per day. Order one today and receive a guaranteed two-day delivery with free shipping to your door. Folks, please ensure your food supply is important. It's better to prepare and not need, right, than to need it and not have it. Be ready for disasters. I live in Florida in a hurricane zone. We have tons of this stuff. Be ready for disasters and what's coming. Save $100. Go to preparewithdan.com, preparewithdan.com, preparewithdan.com. All right, moving on. Another important story because the Democrats lie to you um, often. <laughs> you know, what's the thing? Vote early, vote often, the Democrats' tagline. Um, well, they lie to you early and they lie to you often too. Um, and it bothers me because people get get suckered by it, unfortunately. And I understand, I do. I, I don't want to oversell this, but you know, you all are busy out there. You, you know, you work for a living, you get dirt underneath your fingernails. Um, you're out there doing your, you come home, you got to make dinner for the kids. You don't have time. This is what I do for a living. I have an edge in this, right? This is what I do. You don't have time to go research every single false data, every single false data point the Democrats put out there. Uh, well, the Wall Street Journal does a lot of good homework for us. They're very good in economics, you know, a little sometimes <laughs> sketchy on immigration, but they do good work. The Democrats' new talking point in the flowering economy, folks, is this. And I'm going to get to a couple of liberal talking heads too. Who say this too. Inequality. It's uh, yes, the tax cuts okay. Everybody got a tax, but it was the middle class. The middle class got screwed. The middle class is shrinking. Ah, the sky's falling. Chicken little style, right? So I saw this article in the Wall Street Journal, and it, of course, debunks a lot of this nonsense. And you need to have this ammunition at your uh, at your fingertips too to be ready to go. So it's by the editorial board, September twentieth, twenty nineteen. The real cure for inequality: income gains are now rising faster for low wage workers. Wait, Paul, that's not pod. Did you manipulate that headline? Did you did you mess with that income gain? She says no. Income gains are income game. Income gains. Spit it out. Are now rising faster for low wage workers. Am I reading that right? For those of you on the YouTube account, low wage workers. Yes, that's right. That is an accurate headline. 
Now, of course, that must be a lie. The Wall Street Journal editorial board is clearly lying to us. Why? Um, because the Democrats have already told us repeatedly multiple times that that is not the case, um, that inequality is growing and that the middle class and low wage workers uh, got the got the shaft right by the Trump tax cuts. That's what we that's what we were told. I'm just repeating their nonsense. I'm going to actually put a quote by one of them in a couple minutes. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's not true. That is just false. It's a fallacy. It's incorrect, inaccurate garbage. From the piece in the Wall Street Journal, this is, they lie to you so much, it's incredible. Democrats flogged last week's census report that showed health coverage and Medicaid enrollment declined in, 20, declined in 2018. So the Democrats' talking point was in the census data. People are falling off the, uh, the Obama, people are uninsured. That was their talking point. I covered this a little bit, but it's going to be important in context of a bigger picture. But they ignored the other side of that story. Worker earnings increased by 3.4%, while the poverty rate declined 0.5 percentage points to 11.8%, the lowest level since 2001. Benefit rolls are shrinking as low-income workers earn more. Now, some of you who listened to the show last week say, Dan, you're repeating this. Yes, because it's important, folks. I have seen now some of the Democrat candidates for president, to quote the Wall Street Journal, flogging this talking point, uh, I mean, beating this thing to death that the latest census data shows that the number of people without health insurance is increasing. Folks, that's because they're earning more money and they are not now eligible for low income programs like Medicaid. That's not a problem. That is a good thing. Do you get it? Paul, is this making sense? Like they're they're not insured under traditional Obamacare and Medicaid type programs because they're making too much money to qualify. And what planet, bizarro Superman planet, is that an issue? By the way, I should correct. Captain Boomerang is DC. I said Marvel before. I'll get a thousand emails. That is Detective Comics. That is not an issue. That is only an issue to lying Democrats. Large swaths of people who are becoming uninsured are becoming uninsured because they make too much money now to get the government programs and they don't want insurance. That's their choice. That's not some kind of public policy failure by Donald Trump. Now, I've already said that, but it fits in line with a bigger inequality argument going on with the Democrats. That's why I'm repeating it, because it's, in, it's important. The Democrats' bigger argument is, okay, the Trump economy may be doing well, but it's only doing well for the rich people. The middle class is shrinking and people are losing insurance. Ah, chicken little style. Nonsense. Takeaway number two from the Wall Street Journal piece. Oh, this is a doozy. Democrats also keep saying that the middle class is shrinking. Folks, hold on one second. That They love this talking point. Because it's visual, too. Shrinking, like no one wants to see, you know, Seinfeld, like, shrink, shrink, shrinkage, shrink. No one wants to see, <laughs> some of you get the joke. No one wants shrinkage, right? When you say the middle class is shrinking, people panic. Now, for those of you listening, if I tell you the middle class is shrinking and you accept the Democrat premise on that, what does that logically mean to you? It means to you that what? People are getting poor. People, right? That's what they're trying to get. They're not saying the middle class is shrinking to, to, to tout the Trump economy. They're saying the middle class is shrinking to scare you. Oh my gosh, we're losing everything. 
Okay, back to the piece. Here's what's really going on. Again, we do facts and data here. If you're not interested, the show's not for you. Sorry, which is most liberals. The middle class is shrinking because income gains are being distributed more evenly. The share of households making less than $35,000 a year in inflation-adjusted dollars has fallen 1.2 percentage points since 2016. Wow, that sounds bad. It's falling, they got poor? No. While those earning between 50 and 150,000 and more than 200,000 have increased both by 0.8 percentage points. Ladies and gentlemen, in other words, the middle class is shrinking because people are getting richer. I know that's hard for the libs who are you're allergic to facts and data. I get it. Skulls are impenetrable to real world data points. I get it that a lot of liberal talking heads will just say that. And as Thomas Solo, he says, they'll never get to like, okay, what's next? The middle class is shrinking. Yeah, well, what does that mean? What's next? Well, what it means is the middle class is shrinking because people are getting richer, not poorer. Do you get it? People are leaving one sphere, the middle class. They're not moving into lower income categories. They're moving into higher income categories. That's why the middle class is shrinking. For you way, way older listeners who've been with me from the, I don't mean older chronologically, I mean, been with me from the beginning. I used to cover this talking point all the time. We were still doing sticky notes as the renegade Republican. This was a talking point used against Reagan all the time. The middle class shrunk with Ronald Reagan. It did because people got wealthier. Just look at the income categories. The wealthier income categories grew. Where do you think those people came from, Mars? They came from the middle class. That's what's happening now under Trump. Yes, people are becoming, some are becoming uninsured because they don't want health insurance and they're making more money and they're not eligible. That's their choice. It's not a public policy problem. And the middle class is shrinking. Yes, you are all right. Bernie, Kamala, Elizabeth Warren, all you phonies out there. You're all right. The middle class is shrinking because people are getting richer. I, either you don't understand the data or you're lying. And ladies and gentlemen, we all know they're we we, we know that, right? I mean, can, can we just stop playing games? Oh, they just don't know, Dan. It's all innocent. Yeah, okay, sure, whatever. Now, on this, there's another really terrific. I love Cato. Cato's great. Cato.org. They do really, really terrific work. Um, you know, I, I don't like to put myself in a box, but I find myself to be a conservo-libertarian on a lot of these issues, conservatarian, whatever. I think that was Dana Lash's term for it. I don't want to steal her stuff. So footnote. But I find myself to be a conservatarian, especially on a lot of economic issues. And one of them that bothers me, again, is this issue that, again, the middle class is shrinking in America because people are moving into poverty when it's not true. Cato has a great piece, short, sweet, to the point. Again, the show notes today were definitely worth your time. Chelsea Follet, or Follette, sorry, Chelsea, I don't mean to say your name wrong there. Uh, September 18th, 2019. The middle class is shrinking <gasps> as households become richer. Uh, again, Cato does good work, uh, great work, and they always, always back up their stuff with extensive footnoting. She makes the exact same point. Now, uh, again, this isn't personal. I, I, I work with Juan Williams at Fox. It's you know I'm not I don't do the liberal thing where I make everything personal. I, I just refuse to do that. I'm sorry. Um, but Juan was quoted in a in a piece, and I'm happy to challenge him on the five or whenever I'm back with him and in person if he wants to debate on a just name the day. I'm happy to do it. So Juan Williams from the Cato piece, they have a quote from Juan Williams. He wrote an op-ed. Juan is very liberal. Um, in The Hill, he wrote this op-ed in The Hill, and he said, 
this is a quote from Juan. Again, you can look it up yourself. They link to the opinion piece in Cato if you'd like to read it. Quote from Ron Williams, the rich got their Trump tax cut, GDP looked good, and the stock market's doing great for people with money to invest. But it is only the rich who got the big rewards in Trump's economy. What about the middle class? Uh, okay, Juan, what about the middle class? I'm, 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 I'm sorry, again, I'm, I don't, I'm not trying to make this personal, but do you are you just unfamiliar with the data? Do you Did you not read the census data? Or, I, I mean, are you just manipulating people? What about the middle class? Okay, what about them? They got richer. I mean, how come you... Trying to be somewhat diplomatic because I don't like to, you know, get under people's skin or else we lose the debate on it. But are you just making that up? What do you mean, what about the middle class? Now, I just addressed the census data, but Cato, down further in the piece, has this second point. Again, because I thought facts mattered. Like, liberal, where is the science? Um, okay, sure, sure you are. Um, from the piece. Cato, according to the most recent data from the U.S. Census Bureau, again, in 2018, over 30% of U.S. households earned over $100,000. You know, what we would call the upper class. Fewer than 30% of households earned between 50 and 100,000, i.e. the middle class. The share of U.S. households making at least $100,000 has more than tripled since 1967, when just 9% of all U.S. households earned that much. All figures are adjusted for inflation. Again, I, I listen, Amwan, the verdict is in. You're you're just making that up. Do you not? Are you are you unf- what, I, I, Yeah, for those of you watching on YouTube, my facial expressions here are probably telling the whole story. It's just infuriating. Are you just not familiar with? Do you not know how to read the data? I, I, I'm asking an honest question. I'm not trying to make it a personal thing. If you don't know, I understand, and maybe don't write about it. But writing that with the middle class being left behind by the Trump tax cut and the middle class is shrinking and insinuating that it's because they're becoming poorer shows you either don't understand the data, haven't read the data, haven't bothered to research the data, or you have done all those three things and just are not telling people the real story. That's just not true. Vote for who you want. Do your own thing. I'm not here to lecture people. I'm here to give you the facts so you can make your own decisions. But if you're voting against Trump because you believe the middle class is shrinking because he's made you poorer, you're just ignorant of what's really going on. That's it. There is no other explanation. You just simply don't know what you're talking about. And I'm sorry for that. All right. Uh, final sponsor today, one of my favorites. Today's show sponsored also by Bravo Company Manufacturing. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are in the market, I ask you with the greatest of respect because I love this company and their equipment is life-saving equipment. I mean, built to the highest standards. I love this company. I was happy to take them on. Bravo Company Manufacturing. If you're in the market for a rifle or a pistol out there, they make the finest rifles and pistols in the business. I love them. They're their AR platform is, I can't say enough about it. When I picked up mine, I was, uh, they were kind enough to send me to at the local FFL uh, firearms dealer. I tell this story because it matters, ladies and gentlemen, it matters. And I would not make, the, I don't fudge the numbers to the audience. I don't do that. We have enough sponsors who want to be in the show. I don't need to. The firearms dealer said, these are really, really high quality rifles. You should be very, very happy you got these. They are terrific. I love them. They are precision equipment. They are the best rifles out there. If you are in the market for a new rifle, 
go, please, to bravocompanymfg.com to learn more. Now, having said that, this is not a sporting arms company. I want to be clear on that. This is a company that is committed to making life-saving equipment. It's not a sporting arms company. They understand every rifle that leaves their shop manufactured, put together by hand in Heartland, Wisconsin, with the highest of standards. They understand that every rifle that leaves their shop, every one of them could wind up with the end user being someone in our military, a law enforcement officer, or God forbid, a civilian in a situation where they need to save the life of themselves or someone in their family or someone close to them. They are not messing around this company. They make life-saving equipment. Again, this is not a sporting arms company. I can't emphasize enough the quality or the precision that goes into each and every rifle that leaves their shop. These are men and women that work there are the best of the best. They manufacture them in Heartland, Wisconsin, right here in the United States. I can't say enough about this company. They put people before their products. They build their products, ladies and gentlemen, because they feel it's their moral responsibility as Americans, to provide tools that will not fail the end user when it's not just a paper target, but someone coming to do them harm. To learn more about Bravo Company Manufacturing, or BCM for short, head over to bravocompanymfg.com. Discover more about their products. They have special offers and some upcoming news. That's bravocompanymfg.com. You need more convincing? Check out their terrific YouTube channel, youtube.com slash bravo company usa check them out you will not regret it okay uh we got a couple more things to get but important ones i told you i get to this court story because it matters again there's a big anti-trump uh movement out there in the republican part we get the democrat liberal media intel community you know uh swamp rat lunatic stuff anti-trump but folks sadly there's still a i don't say large but a you know, not insignificant portion of the Republican Party that still seem to want to go after this president for everything. I don't like his tweets. I don't like his haircut. All right, whatever, man. I I, I, I don't I don't care. I really don't. We've had all these guys in the past with nice haircuts who didn't tweet and they they sucked. Can I just be honest? Uh, they were just terrible. They weren't even conservatives. The Democrats, as I've explained to you repeatedly, have a three pronged strategy. Win elections first. If they can't win. And, and by the way, these things are all. They're not parasitic. They're, again, symbiotic in the, in the venom carnage type way, right? <laughs> they are. They try to win elections. If they can't win elections, they move on to get their policy agenda passed through the courts. So when issues they don't think they have a referendum on, they'll try to get judges to do what they can't do through elections. When they can't get things done through the courts, they will move on through corporate pressure. They'll pressure companies to stop selling AR-15s, to boycott Fox, to boycott conservative radio. Um, this is, and, and they all work. To, I, I don't want to suggest that they're sequential because they're, they're doing them at the same time. You understand what I'm saying? They're pressuring corporations while they're trying to get liberal judges appointed, while they're trying to win elections. And they, it goes back and forth. But that is their three-pronged strategy to get America towards its, 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 its uh, socialist future where big government bureaucrats and the planners are running your life. Um, that's their agenda. That's always been their agenda, right? They have failed at elections nationally. Now, again, there's an election coming up. We don't know what's going to happen yet, obviously, but they failed in 2016. They blew it. They doubled down on the courts. The courts didn't work because Donald Trump is now appointing judges that have to be then confirmed by the Senate. They're still pressuring corporations, as we saw with that, you know, ridiculous decisions by Walmart and others lately about the guy. I just don't. I, I mean, it's why they're doing this to appeal to five or six kids in their mom's basement tweeting for media matters. Never made any sense to me. I bring this up because this is an important segment. To the anti-Trump Republicans out there, I don't understand 
the damage you're doing to this guy while simultaneously leaving out that Donald Trump has almost single-handedly walled off for potentially decades the Democrats' stranglehold on Avenue 2. That's not the peace sign. Avenue 2 is the courts. Now, from the Wall Street Journal, Trump has doubled, tripled, and quadrupled down again on the appointment of solid originalist judges onto the courts where the Democrats now can't pass their policy agenda. I mean, listen, I don't want to be dramatic about the effects. We still need more. But he has gotten a lot of people through. The title of the piece, the editorial board, Judicial Makeup Call. A little play on words. With two more Trump nominees, Patrick Bumate and Lawrence Van Dyke, this isn't Obama's Ninth Circuit. Now, the Ninth, otherwise known as the Nutty Ninth, that's where liberals file lawsuits in the district that covers the western portion of the continental United States out there. Liberals choose to file lawsuits in the Ninth because you have a lot of California-type liberal judges that are really politicians in black robes, and the Democrats use those judges to pass their policy agenda, right? Well, in order to do that in the Nutty Ninth, you need nutty judges who act as politicians. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump has been walling off the Ninth, too. Um, before we get to that, first, no, there's only one screenshot from this. I'm sorry. Uh, from the piece. First, bigger picture about getting originalist judges appointed from the Wall Street Journal piece, how he's walling off their second avenue. They're only going to have elections and corporate pressure now. Not great. But again, we can fight back there, too. Quote, President Trump continues to remake the federal judiciary, having recently passed the milestone of 150 confirmed judges, nominees. The Senate has confirmed 43 appellate nominees since Inauguration Day with eight more pending. Nice. Even the liberal ninth is getting a makeover. After this week, Mr. Trump will have nominated 10 10 of its 29 judges. Kudos to the White House Counsel's Office for correcting its January mistake on Mr. Bumate. That's a longer story. They are renominating him again after pulling a nomination before. Bumate's solid. And the Journal, by the way, which isn't a huge fan of Trump, good for them for giving Trump a little shout out there. He needs it. Folks, do you understand that if he gets a second term, this is my message to the anti-Trumpers out there. If this president gets a second term, do you understand you could wall off if he can double this and get another 150, 300 judges, he will have remade the entire federal judiciary to do what they are supposed to do. Act as judges, not liberal politicians. They will have walled off the court system to the liberals for a generation. Gosh, man, wake up. Not suggesting Trump is beyond criticism from Republicans. No, we don't worship golden calves here. I'm simply suggesting to you that his effect on the economy, the regulatory structure, his effect on China finally taking a stand, and I'm not a tariff guy, but this needed to be done. His effect on the federal bench, ladies and gentlemen, this is important. This is critical stuff. All right. I wish they'd just wake up, but it's really hard to crack through. Some people are just committed. Trump just does this thing to people, ladies and gentlemen, I've never seen before. He gets them to act in such an, uh, a self-destructive manner. It's bizarre. And I, I, ironically, they make that case against him. All right. Uh, here's a funny story. I promise I get to you uh, this one. This Because uh, I always like to leave you on kind of a good note sometimes. I, I don't want to leave you depressed because, you know, I enjoy, I enjoy your company on the show. I don't want you going home the rest of the day. Ah, what happened? So good story. Uh, Democrat. 
Cameron Cawthorn be up at the show notes. Washington Free Beacon. Dems cooked 10,500 steaks while lecturing Americans about eating less meat. Yeah, uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is a, a this is not a joke. So the Democrats were at this steak cookout event where at the and, and listen, this is great. I'm a huge steak fan. Uh, but you don't have to steak. It's what's for dinner. It's certainly what's for dinner at my house. I am a ribeye fanatic. I eat the whole thing. If you eat ribeye, it's a more marbled cut. And you throw out the fat. That is a sin against humankind. That's the best part of the ribeye. Get that, Pete. You know, folks, for you ribeye fans. Paul, I know you know this. Because me and Paula fight over the corner piece. There's that corner piece on a ribeye. It's got some meat, a little bit of fat, and then it returns to a little bit of meat again. And it's usually crispy. It cooks because it's, some, it's on the end. And it's, sometimes they curl up a little bit and it's like closer to the heat. And it, oh, oh, the little patina of crust on it. Oh, if that is not heaven on earth, I don't know what is. Steak, it is what's for dinner. But apparently the Democrats don't want that for dinner because the Democrats think farting cows are destroying the universe. So they want to get rid of cows, of course. They want to like uh, annihilate the cow population of the entire globe. Uh, but ironically, again, they should, you got to see the pictures, by the way, in this article. It's hysterical. Uh, please check it out. Send it to your liberal friend. I thought you guys don't like meat and farting cows. Why are you, are you cooking up 10,500 steaks then at a, at a, at a, at a steak farm? Because they need votes. Because, folks, again, this isn't about principles. It's nothing you do with principles. The Democrats aren't principled. They want to get rid of cows. Cook up that steak. Kamala, get on that grill. Bernie, get on the grill. Elizabeth Warren, get on that grill. They're full of it. It's entirely, they probably eat steak themselves. They are totally, completely full of crap. And it just goes back to a point, because, again, I always like to add some color commentary rather than just poking fun. But it's an important point. The Democrats' larger religion because it's it is a religion it's not a it's it's not an ideology it's a religion it's an act of faith and they base it on this principle that we shouldn't be subjected to the same rules as everyone else because what we're doing should apply to the peons but not to us and the response when you call them out on that in other words because i've seen tucker do this quite a bit tucker carlson when he says to liberals well okay you guys believe that greenhouse gas emissions and and uh, co2 emissions are a big deal why do you take private jets well well individual decisions don't really matter folks well individual decisions to attend the steak fry don't matter it's all you idiots that shouldn't eat steak ladies and gentlemen the whole liberal theology is that if you vote in individuals, right, people, that's what they are, right? They're not the Borg from Star Trek. Bernie Sanders is a is a simple, is a person, an individual. You're saying individual decisions don't matter, but when this individual, Bernie, gets into office, that his decisions will matter. Follow me. This is important. I, I, play, I don't want to lose you. Paul, if this doesn't make sense, yell in here. The Democrats' theory is that Government has to impose laws upon people. No steak, no farting cows. Because you're too stupid to make those decisions for yourself, right? That's their premise. So they're saying individuals are too dumb to do the right thing because they'll eat steak because it tastes good, even though they're destroying the planet. Nonsense. But they're saying that the other individuals who are Democrat politicians, they're not stupid, that they have special powers. And when those individuals become president, senators, congressmen, and congresswomen, that those people will somehow be blessed with special Justice League-like superpowers and they will not be subject to individual, you know, individual selfishness and other things. You get it? 
It's a little bit of a nuanced point, but it's important. It's the way you come back at this. Because here's, let me, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a, a, a faux argument about how it would work. Tucker would say to them, hey, so why are you flying in these private jets? Well, they fly in private jets, but they're about the bigger cause and their individual trip isn't going to make a difference. Wait, wait, you just said that individuals are stupid and will fly on private jets because it's convenient and because they do it but, but because that's what individuals do. But now you're saying those same individuals that fly on private jets that are going to make the decisions for us and say we can't, that they somehow have special powers or somehow that they, they, what, these are Justice League like superpowers that they're not going to rule in theirs. So individuals are selfish and do selfish things, but not when they get appointed to positions of power in government. Then they don't do selfish things. They do. They fry up a steak at a steak fry because they're selfish. They like steak and they want power. That's why we worship individual liberty and God-given rights, not people-given rights. Sorry about the tail off there, Barry White style. Don't worry, you didn't miss anything. I, sometimes I get some emails from listeners. They're like, I'm in my car and you tailed off from the mic. I am, I'm sorry. I know it's a bad habit. I'm trying. I have not been in the radio business my whole life. That's, the, I think, the best part about the show. But it, the downside is sometimes I turn off from the microphone. Okay, final bit of info today, just to let you go. Again, my book comes out. Uh, it's now, it's Monday for all intents and purposes. It's out, it comes out tomorrow officially on Tuesday. But my new book, Exonerated, which tells the story of the movie script, how this has been done before, how they use the movie script to attack Donald Trump is going to blow your mind. Again, I talked about it on Life, Liberty, and Event last night. Please pick it up on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and bookstores. Here are my upcoming book signings again tonight, Monday, September 23rd. If you want an autographed copy, just join us online, 10 p.m. Eastern time, livesigning.com slash exonerated. I will be there with the lovely Paula. We will be answering questions. You can submit questions. Just go to that link livesigning.com slash exonerated. These books run out fast, folks. We ran out in, I don't know, 20 minutes last time. It was quick. So please join us. We have another book signing Tuesday, September 24th, 7 p.m. Book review, Huntington, New York. It's at 313 New York Avenue. Book review. Thursday, September 26th, 6 p.m., the Vero Beach Book Center, 392 21st Street in the Miracle Mile in Vero Beach, Florida. Saturday, September 28th, 2 p.m., Barnes & Noble, Palm Beach Gardens, 11380 Legacy Avenue, Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. And Friday, October 4th, Paula loves this one, 4 p.m. at The Villages, Barnes & Noble. They've been asking about it. 1055 Old Camp Road, The Villages, Florida, 32162 zip code. Check that out. Ladies and gentlemen, please pick up my new book. Put a lot of hard work into it, Exonerated. Thank you so much. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening wherever you listen. <laughs>